So in our country today, we celebrate President's Day, which originally was to celebrate George Washington's birthday, and then added on Lincoln, and then now uh, just remembered uh, and honor all our presidents. Uh, but not all our presidents, you know, have lived up according to Catholic uh, elements of our faith. Uh, you know, many have been Freemasons, uh, including even our first president, George Washington. And yet, you know, there is a difference in the, those first founding years of our country, I think, than uh, in the latter years of those who were Masons or not. Uh, and George Washington, he, you know, was a president uh, that, you know, unanimously everyone wanted to be king at first, and he relinquished his power. Uh, you know, he wasn't there to hold on to his authority or his power uh, for his own personal benefit. He was seeking to serve the people. And so our, our rulers, our leaders, uh, ought to always follow his example, that they are there to serve the people. And George Washington was someone who also fought against the anti-Catholicism of that era, you know, in which the uh, Anglican Church from England still had, you know, kind of brought some of that anti-Catholicism into the United States colonies. And so George Washington forbade uh, the uh, Guy Fawkes Day in which, you know, they would burn an effigy of the Pope. You know, he prohibited that. Uh, and he did other things which he would show his support, you know, not only for the freedom of religion, but uh, even his support of the Catholic Church in which, you know, he helped build, he supported financially building one of the churches, Catholic churches in Philadelphia. Uh, and he had a picture of a painting of Our Lady in his dining room. Uh, and one of his slaves is reported to say that he would make the sign of the cross before his meals. And there's actually even uh, rumors, um, you know, that no hard evidence, but uh, there's rumors that may be plausible that he actually even converted on his deathbed to Catholicism, that he had called in a, a Jesuit priest uh, and perhaps even converted on his deathbed. Uh, you know, we pray not only for his souls, but also all the souls of all our past presidents. We hope and pray for the best for them, their salvation, uh, even if other presidents, you know, we don't always agree with. And it's easy to be disappointed in our presidents, our leaders, any government officials, when as Christians, we have the ultimate and perfect leader, the ultimate and perfect ruler. You know, as we said in our responsorial psalm, the Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. And your decrees are worthy of trust indeed. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, for length of days. You know, that is the king ultimately we serve as Christians. That's why we have such a high standard for our leaders. And our Lord, before his death, reminded us, uh, you know, he was reminding those church leaders that he first instituted, the priests and bishops, the 12 apostles, but this applies to all leaders. He, Jesus reminded them, 
authority is not to uh, be harnessed just for our own pleasure or power, but it always is for the sake of serving. And that's why our Lord, even though he was the king of kings, the king of the universe, he bent down and washed the feet of his apostles. He taught us they are here to serve. And so we pray for our presidents and our nation. And important in praying for our nation uh, and for that wisdom for our leaders, you know, which wisdom we heard in the first reading, uh, which only comes from God. You know, if, if a leader is looking for wisdom, he has to come to God. He has to be a man of prayer. And praying for our nation and our leaders that they may have that wisdom to lead. It's also important to fast. You know, at the end of the gospel we heard, this kind can only come out through prayer. What kind? Well, we just were hearing in our gospel reading an exorcism account of Jesus exercising a demon from this boy. And it's a good reminder for us too, we're not fighting just flesh and blood, you know, the evil that we endure in our country from within and from without. We are fighting also principalities and powers not of this world. And so we too need to follow this example uh, that our Lord gives us. And so the disciples asked, how come we couldn't cast the spirit out, these evil spirits away? And Jesus says, we heard, this kind can only come out through prayer. Well, actually, you know, this translation is missing something. It really says this kind can co only come out through prayer and fasting. Some ancient manuscripts omit the and fasting part, uh, but uh, most biblical scholars uh, in the Catholic, Catholic tradition argue, you know, it should be there, that line and fasting. And Saint, uh, you know, oh, as we approach Lent, you know, it's a good reminder for us uh, to, you know, offer up our penances and fasting, not only for the church and for the conversion of sinners, but also for our country. Instead of just complaining about how bad things are in our country, we can uh, bring good to our country through our prayer and fasting. And, you know, it's a good, uh, good thing to be reminded of is with Lent approaching, you know, traditionally it was 40 days of fasting and not just fasting from, you know, let's say chocolate or something. It was literally fasting every day, one, one meal a day with two, you know, smaller snacks. And it was only recently in, uh, in the 60s that it got switched to two days of fasting. So 40 days of fasting plus uh, ember days and other days of fasting, you know, 56 days of fasting to now just two. So especially at least hold on to those two days of fasting, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. But, you know, it's not something to uh, kind of mope about that, oh, we got to do, you know, this, uh, you know, sorrowful penitential day. No, it's a great opportunity to be an agent of change for others, an agent of change for our nation, and that if you offer up that fasting and prayer out of love, it can do much good. Uh, we can take, for example, today's 
uh, saint commemorated in the Roman martyrology, Saint Jacinta Marta. You know, Saint Jacinta and her brother Francisco were the visionaries at Fatima. And they are the youngest saints canonized as saints without being martyrs. And Saint Jacinta, she and her brother died of the Spanish flu, which Our Lady had foretold that, you know, they would be taken soon. She, before her death, had to go undergo an operation. She was saying, you know, it's futile, futile, don't bother. Like the Lord, Our Lady already told me, the Lord is taking me soon. But no, they wanted to do this operation to try to save her. But she couldn't undergo anesthesia because of a condition with her heart. So she had to have two ribs removed without uh, full anesthesia. Could you imagine that surgery, you know, being awake and not having anesthesia, having two of your ribs removed? And she's only nine or 10 years old at this time. And she endured it bravely, saying, she was happy to undergo such suffering in order to offer it up for the conversion of sinners. Uh, you know, she said she was happy to endure that. And so that's the kind of, you know, a little child like that, she has true wisdom because she saw the great power that comes through offering up such sacrifice. And she also, St. Jacinta reminds us before her death, you know, she was telling, she was in a little children's hospital. She told uh, a boy nearby her uh, to pray, especially for peace. You know, remember they're undergoing uh, World War I at that time. She was saying to pray, especially for peace through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. She said, our Lord entrusted peace in the world to Our Lady. And so in our country, especially, we, our patroness we have is Our Lady under the title of the Immaculate Conception. And so we especially pray for our country through the intercession of Our Lady, the Immaculate Conception. And I'd like to close with a prayer written by Archbishop Carroll, the first bishop of the United States. Uh, this prayer he wrote for the inauguration of George Washington when he became president. And this is just an abridged version. Um, but we keep in mind then the importance for praying not only for our president, but also uh, in the principle of subsidiarity, our governor, and then also all those who also help lead our country in the United States, the citizens who vote. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We pray thee, almighty and eternal God, through Jesus Christ, our King, through whom authority is rightly administered, laws are enacted, and judgment decreed. Assist with thy gifts of counsel and fortitude the President of these United States, that his administration may be conducted in righteousness and be eminently useful to thy people by encouraging due respect for virtue and religion, by faithful execution of the laws and justice and mercy, and by restraining vice and immortality. Let the light of thy divine wisdom direct the deliberations of Congress so that all their proceedings and laws may be in harmony with the natural law and may tend to the preservation of peace and the promotion of the common good. We pray also for the governor of this state and all other officials 
who are appointed to guard our political welfare, that they may be enabled by thy powerful protection to discharge their duties with ability and honesty. We recommend likewise to thy unbounded mercy all our brethren and fellow citizens throughout the United States, that they may be blessed in the knowledge and sanctified in the observance of thy most holy law, that they may be preserved in union in that peace which the world cannot give. And after enjoying the blessings of this life, be admitted to those which are eternal. We pray, thee, we pray to thee, O Lord, through the infinite merits of the sacred heart of Jesus in the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.